Trading Asia Daily Currency Call episode 283. So this is the currency call where you will get market economic updates, key support resistance levels, trade ideas and more. This currency call is going to be very beneficial to both the long-term investors and short-term traders. Here we will be going through what could move prices, possible trade ideas and also highlighting potential targets and risk. So a disclaimer here, any information shared during this session is not intended to be a trade recommendation. It is solely the opinion and views of the speaker. So please remember to do your own analysis prior to entering any trades. Okay, so um, in a moment later at 12.30 uh, p.m. GMT plus in Singapore time, um, there will be the RBA rate statement and cash rate will be released. So right now we have um, Kim Hong currency analyst at LCMS traders to share a little bit about what to expect from that. Give on. All right, greetings everybody. Yes, GMT 12.30 later on, GMT plus eight, we will be hearing from the Reserve Bank of Australia on their monetary policy decision. Okay, so the RBA is expected to hold interest rate unchanged at 0.1%, okay? And they are going to keep quantitative easing um, they're going to maintain their quantitative easing plan um, with no changes because they have just recently uh, launched the second round of the $100 billion government bond purchase program last month. So, you know, they are not going to change, they're not going to make any changes as of right now. All right. So, boring stuff aside, what can we expect from this uh, meeting? Okay. First thing, will, okay. So, the first thing is, will the RBA actually make any amendments? to um, the third round of quantitative easing, which is expected to be in late August or early September, okay? So recently we have seen um, the Australian economic data to be quite well, okay? Jobs has been adding into um, the Australian market. Unemployment rate continues to decline. Um, consumer spending as uh, consumer spending continues to rise, okay? Business activities continue to expand. However, okay, um, inflation for quarter one has failed to meet expectation. Okay, so um, the market itself has actually expected inflation to be 0.9% um, for quarter one, but it turns out to be 0.6%. Okay, so it falls short of expectation. Now, with this um, falling short of expectation, will the RBA actually, um, you know, increase um, the quantitative easing for the upcoming third round in August, September? Or will they actually, you know, like what Jin said yesterday, you know, maintain and it may be good for the Australian dollar, okay? So this is one of the key points that we should be paying attention to. Now, the second point that we should be paying attention to, okay, on Friday at 0930, S, um, 0930 GMT plus 8, the central bank will actually be releasing their 
um, their quarterly monetary policy statement. Okay, now that includes the central bank's economic forecast for Australia. So we will be interested to know um, whether the central bank has actually revised, has any, has actually made any amendments to um, the the forecast of the Australian economy. Okay, now. If let's say the central bank actually revised its forecast upwards, okay, so perhaps expecting growth to expand in 2021, inflation to expand to increase in 2021, then we may actually be seeing a strengthening in the Australian dollar. Okay. Now, on the other hand, if the central bank actually revised downwards, okay, its forecast, then well, we may be seeing a weakening in the Australian dollar. So um, I would say these two points will be the most important. Um, take off for now. Okay, so that's all I have today. Join us in the currency call tomorrow to, um, you know, to receive updates on, you know, what happened later on at 12.30. Okay, back to you, Jinwei. Hey, thank you, Kim Hong, for the um, comprehensive anal analysis and the two takeaways for this uh, RBA rate statement. Okay, right now, let's get Scott in, Scott Andrews from Forex Briefcase Australia to share his outlook on the dollar index. Scott. All right. Hi, everyone. And thanks for joining us again as well. So look, US index, we did see uh, the index move lower as well. So on the back of really what's going on here, if we just have a look at you know recent data releases, we did have the ISM manufacturing index. It decreased to 60.7 from last month at 64.7. But if we really sort of look into what's going on behind the scenes, it was you know linked to a decrease in supply chain uh, issues as well. So as in there was a dec de decreased supply due to constraints. So that's really what's going on here. So it's very much a minor move downwards, uh, but you know there could be some opportunities here to to go long. Now, um, in regards to you know data and and things like that. It's, it's really important to pay attention to that and what's going on. Obviously, there was a short-term selling opportunity here. You know, I wasn't around for that. But again, it really does look like things are, are moving along quite strongly in the US economy as well. So it's important to pay attention to that. We have seen it come down from, you know, recent highs last month as well. And there was in regards to a lot of things going on with inflation fears. But it, it does look like, you know, with vaccinations, they've done over 100 million now in the population. Although I did read into the fact that it was only a lot of people got only one jab. So, you know, they've, they've got to sort of uh, get that sorted out, it looks like. But, you know, with the US dollar, and I've, I've talked about, uh, you know, there's always some intraday uh, opportunities to be had, but we really need to be mindful of the situation over there. And it looks like things are you know, moving along pretty strongly in the US. So we'll see what happens, you know, as we get later into the year. But I, I do see uh, where we're currently trading at. It's not an opportunity. I'd like it to come back down again to around 90.80. And then we've got a, a, a bit of a better risk to reward opportunity to, uh, to get in as well. So, you know, currently we're just observing, but we have that long bias in the back of our head and we've got a plan so that's how I would, would approach things there. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts so far for today. Okay, thanks for that, Scott. 
Um, okay, so right now we'll jump into the currency in focus. So the currency in focus today is the euro. So today we are with Jindal Tai, founder of LCMS Traders, a multi-million dollar trader, trading an account with more than US $14 million on a daily basis. Okay, yeah, so Jin, pass the time to you now for the currency in focus. All right, good morning, everyone. So, you know, looking again back to the euro dollar now, uh, we have seen quite a bit of movement on the euro dollar, just giving you that brief look here. Um, this is the euro dollar on the H4 time frame. Started the week lower than the 1.2053 support level um, over the Yesterday, it came back up to retest that point. Initially, I did think that it could have broken past that 1.2053 level and possibly gone higher. But with that rejection now looking like it's turning back down, there could be several reasons why we probably see that track lower at this point or from this point onwards. So why did I come to that? idea is that looking at the economic calendar here on Forex Trading Asia, um, yesterday being Monday, we saw a lot of Euro news, individual country PMI numbers coming out. Although, take note here, although there are red numbers, red numbers being that they're worse than expected, but PMI numbers across the board were still in that massive expansionary phase. The Italian manufacturing PMI was 59.8, expected a 61, came out at 60.7. Very, still a very good number despite being less than expected. French manufacturing PMI was 59.2, there was a revised number, came out at 58.9, still expansionary again, still looking like a good number. Um, manufacturing for the German PMI, was 66.4, came out at 66.2. You can still see, again, as I repeat, in the expansionary phase, um, in the overall. So remember when we look at the Eurozone numbers, don't look at individual countries. They do play a part, but the more important criteria will be the Eurozone as a whole. Manufacturing PMI there was 63.3. Expected to stay the same, but it came out at 62.9. Still, again, in that expansionary phase. So that's why we saw that upward move in the euro dollar before um, that retrace back down. You know, we saw some US dollar strength, as Scott was saying, some US dollar strength being rebounded. I feel that it might continue on a little bit more. Um, US dollar probably doesn't cannot stay too weak for too long a period of time. So I think maybe in the short to possibly medium term, we're going to see some recovery in the US dollar from, you know, even from the data here, um, very good manufacturing employment numbers and also the US manufacturing PMI numbers well into the expansionary phase of 60.7. So from this point onwards, why do I think that the Euro dollar might track a little bit lower. As you can see that we don't have a lot of news coming out for today on the Euro dollar. Um, on Wednesday, we do have services PMI coming out. Same like what we possibly saw this or yesterday, 
for manufacturing PMI, services PMI possibly going to be relatively good, but you can see that they're more cutting into that expansionary phase rather than being well into that expansionary phase. So we're looking at numbers of about 50 or just over 50 rather than being into that 60 number. So still, this might hit Eurozone services PMI number might be about 51 or it might have a slight miss as well. So I'm looking at the way the charts are playing out, looking at the way the numbers are, we might expect or might anticipate some sort of a miss on the services PMI number from the Eurozone. And then after that, the focus shifts over to the US with ADP non-farm looking like a very good number there. Um, so expect some US dollar strength, services PMI possibly going to be good, non-manufacturing PMI, if it goes from 63.7 to 64.3, we're going to see a very good um, non-manufacturing PMI here for the US. All right. And then after that, not a lot of other news, followed by non-farm Friday that we spoke about. And I'll tell you more about on Friday again. So you can see based on this quick review of the economic news to be released, we only have the, well, only have the um, Euro services PMI to be released on Wednesday. And with that, you know, it's right on the borderline case. We might miss it. We might almost miss that expansionary phase number. And then after that, the focus comes into the US dollar with very good employment numbers expected. Hence, you know, expecting the Euro dollar to possibly track lower off this 1.2053 now support level possibly down towards that 1.1920 support level. So what to do here in terms of a trade, you could be looking for a trade right now. I would say if you're a bit adventurous, about 1.2033, 30 pip, 40 pip stop loss for a very good 100 pip take profit, that could be a one riskier, slightly riskier trade. You know, if you want to be a bit more conservative, then wait for it to break past yesterday's low at 1.2015. You would have a 50 pip stop loss for a 80 pip take profit level. Not quite one is to two, but that would be a lot safer um, once it breaks past yesterday's low point. So relatively straightforward here on the euro dollar. But we spoke about the euro pound yesterday. Um, evening during one of the sessions. Euro pound right now is sitting in that massive consolidation almost for a week now already, right? or slightly more than a week now um, in a very tight range. It tried to go a bit lower to test 8651. Looks like it's going to rebound back into this range. In this case for the Euro pound, um, we anticipate that Euro dollar might be dropping with that, you know, if it's because of US dollar strength, then the pound dollar is possibly going to drop lower, which would, you know, if euro dollar drops, pound dollar drops, it's going to put the euro pound back into that consolidation, back into that tight range again. So at this point, very tight, narrow range here. Um, wait for it to break out, possibly towards the upside for that trade back towards 8797. 
but at this point, nothing much else to do for the euro pound. All right, thanks for that, Jin. Um, yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, I understand that there was a uh, webinar session in the LCMS Traders yesterday night. So uh, let me get Daniel in here right now to share a little bit about that, the group coaching session that uh, happened yesterday night and possibly some key takeaways from there. Daniel. Yeah, Jinwei, exactly. We had the group uh, coaching sessions just last night. Now, while Jin was talking, Jin actually went through the group coaching. He actually talked about his trading psychology and how it helped in his trading to be profitable and consistent. Now, and then he also showed how members can apply it to themselves too, to be similar, to be profitable and confident. So, for example, he did talk about not always expecting to win on every trade, but be willing to take some risk knowing that you're right most of the time. And then how it can continue where you continue to do this so repeatedly, you can build your confidence in your trading. Now, he also refined the way we analyze the market, learn to identify trade opportunities, and also minimize the potential risk in the market. So really, this is a brief insight what's installed on the 7th of May masterclass. Uh, so in the masterclass here, uh, you know, what we will probably, what we will be talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, okay, what we will be talking about is that how we help the students achieve mastery by focusing on executing the strategy the right way towards profitability and consistency. Now, we will also be sharing how we analyze to be faster, you know, like just how Gene yesterday analyzed his trade better and more efficient to prepare and to predict the market. Now, now, not only this one, you can see what we'll be talking about is we'll establish well-defined goals, break down into parts, double down the practice the right way. Now you know the five steps, but you will know how to practice the right way and trade the right way. And not only that, you will receive from a master. Now, what will be done is that not only that, for live participants at the event in Singapore, you will be getting a one-to-one -one with Jin, right? He will deep dive into trading issues that you have, what's holding you back from having your next breakthrough, follow up with developing a plan specifically for you to take your trading to the next level. Now, as this event is really limited to 40 seats, we have already bro broken past uh, less than 10 seats now available. So if you want to sign up, just secure your slots right now. Now, for those overseas, don't despair. You can join too. You can join the live screening sessions of the Zoom and participate the same activity as the live participants. A co dedicated coach will be with you throughout the Zoom sessions to answer your questions and facilitate the training and activities as well. Now, all this here is for an attractive price for only $100. It's really hundred. You we usually this kind of master course we will charge about one thousand eight hundred ninety nine. Right now we are giving it at one hundred dollars. So just go ahead and join now, and this is where you can really improve and bring yourself to the next level in your trading to be profitable. Okay, yeah, Jimmy. Okay, thank you for that, Daniel. Uh, I pasted up the link for the master class in the chat, so do check that out. Um, and we have come to the end of the session today, a quick session today. Um, we will see you guys tomorrow Wednesday for the pound analysis. Thank you for your time and goodbye.